Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No music, no intro. Uh, Another episode of Hashtag Saints Twitter Podcast back. Um, I, I texted Ryan a couple of days ago. Like, I feel like I, if there was, like, a fax I could send to Twitter, I would send, like, a Michael Jordan-style fax saying, like, I, I don't know what it is, but, like, I'm, I'm officially back. Uh, I don't have any plans on retiring from the pod <laughs> anytime soon <laughs> to, go play, to go play baseball. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm here, at least, at least for right now. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, another episode, uh, we, we, we brought on... Uh, a person who's been in the fabric of New Orleans newspaper articles in terms of reporting on crime, but we're going back a little bit. Uh, Ramon Vargas of The Advocate uh, joining us on the podcast, former reporter of The Saints and covered The Saints for a season. Was it just one season or was it two? Two seasons, 2013 and 2014. Yeah. Yeah. um, so I, we wanted to get Ramon on, uh, he has some, some crazy stories from, from those teams, but I, I would feel remiss in saying that I feel that, and this is no, uh, I don't expect Catherine or Triplet to be listening to our podcast. Um, but before Ramon came along and before there was Nick, I, I personally feel that Ramon was the first person that really bridged the gap between Saints Twitter and having like access to beat to beat writers and, and beat reporters. Um, yep. He 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 just made it feel like you know what he was just one of the dudes where if you could you know wanted to ask him a question on Twitter whatever it was he had that that access of being readily available which I think as the years have gone on a lot of you know, a lot of Saints media members are, are, you know, and I would say compared to any other team, I, I would, I give the Saints beat reporters that, that props, but without Ramon, to me, like it, it doesn't happen. He's, he was the forefront of kind of um, establishing that. Ryan, would you, would you agree with me? Yeah, absolutely. I remember when Ramon started, I was like, who's this guy with this little heavy reporting on <laughs> reporting on Saints. I was like the advocate because, you know, the advocate has been around for a while. It was mostly in Baton Rouge. But then they started moving into, you know, New Orleans territory. So they started covering the Saints more. They mostly, they rarely focused on the Saints before that. So uh, when I, you know, I saw Ramon, I was like, oh, let me follow this guy. And he would have, like, like good stuff, man. I, like, I was pumping him up. I was like, man, like, nobody else is reporting this stuff. Most of the stuff we would get is just you know, simple, you know, just, you know, rehashes of whatever is coming from the Saints transcript, you know, the Saints press of the day. But Ramon was getting, like, insider stuff. And, you know, it didn't have to be breaking news, but just some different takes and different uh, perspectives on what was going on with the Saints. So 
Yeah, he came. Well, first he came, and then Nick came, and it was kind of like a new little revolution going on because, like, Saints, Saints Twitter, Saints fans, we we were like dying. I mean, Ramon, you, I mean, you like, you're from here, so like, you kind of know, but like, we were just dying for like hardcore, like, you know, coverage, you know, and not, you know, nothing against the guys that's been there, like Jeff Duncan and uh, Mike Triplett. I mean, Mike Triplett is awesome, you know, he was one of the one of the greats in my opinion. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it was kind of an old school outfit for a while. And you guys, you and Nick, I feel like you kind of brought it into the, you know, the 21st century, you know, into the social media era. You kind of brought it, you know, brought it up to our times. And now it's just like we're all a part of that culture, you know. Well, I, pre- I appreciate y'all saying that. Um, obviously, I, you know, I, I do want to say that um, a lot of the people that you mentioned, um, you know, Nick, Triplett, um, Catherine, Larry, Jeff, I mean, um, and my first beat partner, Sheldon, Scott, Rabelais, all those guys, like, I mean, I, I was, I was very unfamiliar with the, with the terrain and, and I got kind of an opportunity that, um, you know, I thought was going to be what I wanted to do for the rest of my career, um, but was kind of dropped in like five days into the first training camp. Um, I pretty much went from covering like a, a murder trial on, on Friday night to, um, you know, Tuesday afternoon uh, training camp, right? Just trying to, you know, 90-person roster, trying to um, trying to familiarize myself with all that stuff. And a lot of those guys, I think, went out of their way, even though I was, you know, quote-unquote a competitor, went out of their way to kind of teach me the basics. And um, and then and then from there, I mean, it was just kind of trying to to use some of the, the things I'd learned to kind of um, try to set my work apart from, from other people on the new side. Uh, to, you know, bring it, bring it to, um, to, and apply it to the Saints. I mean, really, they, you know, Nick, I mean, Nick, I think something about the Cyphers, like, I always, like, joke with him that he should try to get a, a job with, like, a coaching staff or something, because he'll, like, decipher what teams are doing and, um, and, uh, and sometimes figures out, like, um, you know, I think in, in a way that, like, a scout or quality control coach, I think, would envy. Um, I wasn't that, uh, I, I for sure was, was kind of brought on to, you know, whenever I could try to break, um, you know how it is, man. I mean, like Schefter and and those guys kind of own like the top ten players on the roster. So my yeah. goal was to, if I can if I can break any news in between like players number eleven to ninety uh, during yeah. training camp, I was going to do that. Um, and then uh, you know, like if you know, sometimes obviously if, if Drew Brees, you know, messes up his thumb like this season, right? I mean everyone in the national media is going to be all over that story. Um, you know, my goal was like, you know, when Raphael Bush had a, um, like a lower leg fracture that put him out for the season. Right. I was going to try to break that story when Ramon Humber like resigned for the next season. I was going to try to break that story, you know? Um, right. And, uh, and that was kind of, yeah. And I mean, and then like whenever I could, I mean, there was this story I was particularly proud. It was kind of like Kyrie Robinson's um, life story. Uh, yeah, I remember a couple that. of awards that um, you know, I think those are some of the stories that kind of tell you who these who these players were. Um, you know, Luke Johnson and Amy Just do that um, these days real well. Catherine Terrell does that real well. Um, but I mean, I feel like I was just um, and, and sometimes kind of doing it during the season where you don't really go through the team to get the access. Which I mean, sometimes you just kind of pick your battles. You knew that you were going to annoy them. Sometimes kind of going outside of their channels, but. Um, I guess you would pick one to do it. And uh, man, look, you and <laughs> I think uh, part of the reason I was accepted um, on that beat, I think was because you and Adam got behind me. So I appreciate that. 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, real, think, man. I don't think Ryan and I have, have that much pool. Um, and mm-hmm. I, it, it's funny, you said you went from covering like a murder trial and then covering the Saints, uh, and then you cover the Saints for two seasons, and then you're back covering murder trials again. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it was, I like so doing. So I, mean, I, guess, we, yeah. I guess my question is, anyone who's listening to this podcast more than likely is a diehard Saints fan. And I think, and they, like they had like, potentially I could be wrong, but like a lot of people have this, this notion of like, I, I want to like potentially be a beat reporter, be, you know, be a person that covers the Saints. Um, I think even for me doing this podcast, doing this podcast with the hashtag Saints Twitter podcast, where I am as a fan compared to doing the podcast I did with Nick is two drastically different things. Cause I've taken a step back and I'm not so much, a, I'm, I'm a still a fan. I still watch, but that strong emotional connection of just being downtrodden and down when they lose, like that is no longer there. So for you, mm-hmm. I know you, we're, you know, we're good friends, someone who is an absolute diehard Saints fan. How was it for you to be able to cover the team? And do you feel like that, that, I don't want to say it jaded you in a way, but like it kind of took away some of your fandom. Yeah, I mean, so like I started covering the team and it, it was strange. I mean, I don't think the transition was very hard to just, okay, like this is this is my beat now. Um, I'm going to cover, you know, the same way that like, yeah, I mean, I can truly tell you that I would approach it the way that, okay, I cover the Orleans Police Department. I cover the Jefferson Parish Council. I cover the Orleans DA's office. You know, it was just another entity that I was covering. Um, and so I think it wasn't that difficult, like during, I I honestly, you know, that 2013 season, 2014 season, um, I'm not, you know, when, when, you know, the Falcons game, you know, whether they win, whether they lose at the end, like, I was just worried that I, that I tell a good story, that I get the right, you know, that I, that I take the right angle, that I talk to the right people. Um, and then whatever happened in the game, like I, it was, I wouldn't. It, it was pretty easy for me to kind of disconnect. I'd say the harder part, and look, I mean, that job, it, it's hard. Like, I, I think, you know, obviously some of the stuff I cover now, right, uh, so much of my time is talking to people on, like, the worst day of their lives, right, and trying to convince them to let you in so that they can speak to you about, like, this terrible thing that just happened to them more often than not. Um, or, you know, I, sometimes I'm, I'm I'm profiling, like, some feel-good stories, and, um, and, and that's a little easier, but, um, but, even though like I think this the material with like a football team even like the most devastating playoff loss right with like perspective uh, you know I, I've just covered people and, and and that's with all respect to the coaches and the players who 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 dedicate their entire life to to that um, and then fall short of their goal and it's tough for them and I feel for them for sure but um, but I certainly met people on you know last week uh, today uh, yesterday who have gone through um, through I guess things that like most of us can't even imagine going through um so kind of but but it's still a hard job right there is no disconnecting from it if you want to do well it is all consuming uh during during the season I mean it is seven days a week you know there is there are no days off during the season and then during the off season the way the demands were on on me and the way that uh, you know a lot of the people in this market do the job right it, i mean it, it basically reverts to like a monday to friday nine to five that's during the off season right a lot of people think oh like um but, but you guys know i mean there's every every month there's something going on 
but so to me like transitioning to just kind of covering it and, and making it like a job i don't feel it was it was harder when i stopped doing it when i decided the travel was you know too much it was it, i was hardly spending any time with my wife we wanted to start a family i could not see i mean this is like props to you know the mike triplets of the world and and the the people who who have like you know multiple children let alone one larry um holder who are like dads and still um cover the team uh i, I just i i just didn't see myself being able to do that um and so that that was you know probably one of the chief things that, that pulled me away from from doing that job um and it was harder to kind of become a fan again um after that uh it felt weird going to that you know in 2015 I think that was the CJ Spiller year with like the Cowboys uh, when, when CJ Spiller, that, you know, they, they won that um, overtime game. And I think Spiller, like uh, it was that swing pass that he took for several yards. Like I remember um, like that happening and barely even, you know, feeling weird about like cheering again, you know, like, how, like, can I cheer? Like, are people going to see me and think I'm like this huge, like, so, you know, like, and just lose respect for me as like a journalist. Um, and uh, and so it was harder for me to transition back into like being a being a, a job. I know I've told you this, um, Adam, and I think I might have told you this, Ryan, as well. Where I uh, I said that it, I, I've compared it to kind of like seeing. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to like Disney World. One time I was there, and the the lights and Space Mountain were on, and you kind of saw what it looked like, and it, it just kind of it just was like a whole different a whole different thing. It's like, I kind of got to see what the, the, the magic of, of being in the NFL was kind of like. Um, and so it took me a while to kind of become a fan again and feel comfortable being a fan again. If that makes sense. No, it absolutely makes sense. Um, so because you, right, Ryan, did you want to ask Ramon anything? Oh, no, no, I, I was on mute. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's just kind of crazy because, you know, kind of me and Adam has kind of went through, like, the transition the past few years after the, uh, you know, after the nine call of kind of yeah. disconnect. For me, I can't speak for Adam, but for me, it's, it's kind of like making that emotional disconnect. But I'm still, like, emotionally connected to the Saints. Like, it, I'd never be, like, 100% disconnected, of but course, I just yeah. kind of, I found, I found a way to kind of emotionally navigate my way to the point where I'm not depressed on Mondays, and I'm not, you know, I'm just not so pissed on a Sunday, nope. where I can't even enjoy myself, I just, I'm just so done with that now. Can't, can't enjoy the rest of your Sunday, can't even, don't even feel like watching the rest of any football games, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done, so over that. Right, so I kind of take the approach of just like a, a very fascinated observer, you know, and I just, so I just like, I just try, I, like I'm still into it, I'm still looking at the draft, I'm still into, you know, everything that's going on with the Saints, but I just kind of look at it as more of an interest instead of like a, a fanatic yeah. obsession. Yes, know? yes, that's it. Yeah. So Ramon were around the team when it was like in that transition <laughs> period of, to <laughs> say some some characters on the team um is there any any stories that you you that that's a that's appropriate that you can share uh around your time on the team that you can that you can let out on the pod 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a few, and I can, you know, obviously, if there's any any questions that <laughs> if there's any that you request that you know of, I can. I'm certainly happy to happy to tell them. I've been thinking about uh, kind of teeing these up um, because obviously, like some of these, I guess, conversations may have happened off the record. Um, but, uh, you know, but I, th I can tell them in a way that I think wouldn't, wouldn't violate, that I know wouldn't violate, um, I guess, the terms of that. But, um, I mean, dude, the 2014 one, and, and I mean, it, it involves, um, I, I mean, part of this played out on Twitter, right? I mean, I think part of this people, people saw it, but, um, but I mean, the one that kind of like, I mean, to this day, it, it taught me a lesson, um, honestly, that I've, that I've, I've kind of, it happened, it's like one of those things that happens to you once and it's never going to happen to you again, you know? Um, knock on wood, hopefully. Uh, I was, um, I mean, there's a one that involves, uh, I guess, Kenny Vaccaro. <laughs> I think, uh, who was Malcolm Jenkins playing with that year? Or Roman Harper, I think, was. Um, Probably the Panthers? It, it, it was a Panther. Roman Harper was coming back with the Panthers, right? And then Malcolm Jenkins, I think, had gone to the Eagles. And, uh, and I, you know, and, and Kenny Vaccaro was like their, their successor back then, right? He was kind of like the, the safety. Um, uh, after the 2013 season and, and they, they brought in Jarris Bird and he was the other kind of like the other safety and they kind of cast their lot with those two. Um, and uh, I was asking, you know, Kenny Vaccaro, like how did, um, it just like, Hey, like what can you say about, um, just about Malcolm and, and Roman and what they taught you. And, and you could tell me he had a better relationship, I think with, uh, I guess he, uh, with Roman and, um, but then I guess at one point he said, Malcolm, he's like, well, and I guess he wanted to kind of give a political answer, I feel like, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but, but I mean, I feel like he, you know, he said, I swear to God, I thought he heard, I heard him say that Malcolm Jenkins was, uh, was, was selfish, right? And I'm like, selfish? Like, that's like kind of what I told myself. And then I'm like, Hey Kenny, do you really want me to write that? And he's like, Yeah, you know, I can, I can write. Um, he's like, Anything I tell you, you can just go ahead and, and write, man. Whatever I'll tell you the truth, and you know, whatever I tell you is true, and you can write it. You know, and I'm like, Okay, well, um, well, so like, why do you say that? And then I remember he kind of like elaborated on it, and I guess it didn't quite make, it didn't. Anyway, like, I guess I just kind of like move on. I'm like, Okay, well, then he told me to go ahead and write it. Um, I guess, you know, whatever. And I mean, remember, this is like Sean Payton's locker room where, you know, um, at least in prior years, locker room material was something that you wanted to avoid giving to the other team and whatnot and, um, and to other people. And so I just write the story. You know, I, I tweet out, thank thank God, like I tweet out, you know, Kenny McCarran just told me that he thought Malcolm Jackson was selfish. And then it was like, you know, and, and people, you know, like I can kind of see like the buzz, like in the, like in the room, you can, you can see people, um, you know, I even I even listened to the tape to make sure that I, I heard him right. I asked Nick Underhill, who was my beat partner at the time, I'm like, did you hear him say that? He's like, yeah, dude, that's crazy. Um, and then, uh, and so, like, I tweeted out, I could see the buzz, like, the other reporters, like, oh, man. Um, and then and then Kenny had left, right? He, he goes and takes a shower. And then he, like, comes back, and I hear him, like, shout across, like, the locker room. Like, hey, hey, who won't? And I'm like, what and then I, I kind of like walk over I'm like what he's like dude what are you doing why are you saying that I said that and I'm like what are you talking about I even asked you if you wanted me to write it and you said yes and then he's like I didn't say he was he was uh he was selfish I said he was selfless and I'm like I'm like Kenny dude you can't like take that back dude like you you know it's in the 
you know, it's in the, I got the tape right here. And I'm like all confident. Like I pull out my phone, like I blast, you know, I'll put it up like as high as I can. I'm like, I got the recording right here, man. Why don't we just listen to it? And, uh, and sure enough, like, you know, like, I, you know, the, the, uh, like I fast forward to the part where we're talking about that. And then like, sure enough, as clear as day, he says, um, he says he was selfless, you know? And I'm like, Oh my God. And I just like, I didn't know, like, what can you do? There's like, you know, like the entire team's in there, right? Like all the reporters are in there. Everyone's like looking at you, dude. Like I have never felt like it's, uh, and I was just like, I, I just, I was like, Kenny, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, just, I don't know what to say. Like I, I remember I even put, like, I, like, deleted it on Twitter. Like, I couldn't apologize, like, four times on Twitter. And then finally, they're, like, leading us out the room, right? Because they, like, all, like, round you up and they kind of, like, shepherd you out. And I, like, remember, like, I broke away from the pack. And I went up and, like, dude, like, the players are, like, some of them are kind of laughing about it. Some of them are, like, legitimately mad, you know. And, uh, and, and I think he was kind of, like, cut in between both of them. I just remember I was like, dude, like, if you don't want to talk to me again for the rest of the time that I'm here, that's fine, dude. He's like, I'm just not going to talk to any of y'all anymore. And I'm like, dude, like, I made a mistake, right? Like, I think we can all, like, agree in this locker room, especially that season, right? But, like, I mean, people make mistakes, right? Like, I mean, um, and uh, I think um, – and I was just – like, it was a terrible mistake, man. I'm so embarrassed. I can't say sorry enough. Please, uh, you know, basically, like, if you don't want to forgive me, I understand that, but don't take it out on the rest of the reporters. That was my fault. Um, and, uh, and you know, he, like, at the end of it, he was like, no, nah, that's cool, it's cool, I should have been clear. And and I think the thing that saved me is that, like, you could hear me, like, I even, like, asked him, like, are you sure you want me to say that, man? Like, are you sure you want me to put that in? And then I think that's, like, in the end when he's kind of it, but I was, like, so embarrassing. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I just – it was like a lesson one in humility that like when you make a mistake, just don't go to it and say you're sorry and apologize if, if you really make, made a mistake. I mean, I just, I did. And, um, and that was, it. but that was a man that, that one to this, I mean, that like was, I mean, to this day, I'll double check, triple check on someone else here. And especially when it's something like that, um, you know, I think my, it would have been worse if I hadn't, if I had to put it, you know, if I had just kind of pocketed that comment and then put it up at like nine o'clock at night when it was already in the paper and there was no taking it back, there was no story like that. So it was just in a comfortable few minutes. But man, that was uh, that was that was pretty bad. <laughs> so that one was uh, that one was uh, that's probably like the worst one. That was like the worst thing. And I mean, I had I think a lot of people think that that was like the reason that I left, but I had already made I'd already told them that I was gonna. I already told like my workplace that I was. Um, that I was gonna like, uh, that I that I was gonna be covering news when the season ended, right? I'd already told the advocate that I was gonna be. Um, there was like an opening for like a news position I already put in for it. They already offered it to me, and I was just gonna finish the season out. Um, but <laughs> I remember that was the time when I told like, it was just a little moment. I told like, listen to be like, yeah, or I, I told. I mean, I remember like the organization because like what happened. You're like debriefing with like the the team, like PR. Like what happened? You know, because it's like it's like, dude, I'm not trying to like set up. I'm not trying to stir up things. Like I feel like my track record shows that I'm not trying to like do that. Um, I just I made a mistake. Uh, and then I use that. And that's when I like disclose. I'm like, hey, like you guys are gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna be covering the team by January or whatever this the season ends. So don't uh, you know, don't worry about it. And that's kind of like when I disclosed it. But yeah, I mean, it was. Like I said, I mean, it was such a lesson in in terms of like being a hundred percent sure when you're gonna fire something like that. Oh, you were since you were recovering the team in 2013. 2013, Kenny Stills kind of bust on the scene. Yeah, 
And uh, 2014, he had a, you know, a pretty productive year. I, I mean, obviously you don't have to divulge anything, you know, controversial, but sure. we, we never really got a real explanation as to why he was traded. I remember John Elway, I think it was John Elway on the, you know, on the broadcast saying something about there were some locker room issues. John Elway or John Lynch? Oh yeah, it was John Lynch. Yeah, you're right. It was Lynch. And, uh, and I mean, but we never got any explanation. I mean, did you sense any of that? Like was Kenny Stills can kind of, you know, was he, you know, kind of a locker room issue or, you know, was it a kind of personality clash with him and Drew or something like that? Did you sense that? I mean, if you didn't, it's fine. No, I mean, I remember, I remember was, so I think that all kind of played out after I'd left. I think when he, um, or, or maybe, maybe, I can't remember if he was here for the 2015 season. Maybe he had left by that point. I think um, he got traded that offseason. Yeah, he was traded that offseason to, to Miami. Okay. Um, no, look, I, I remember that 2013 season, like I chose, and I mean, I guess it, like so few people would read. I think at the very beginning of the of the part, we just didn't have the, the readership that obviously over the years uh, have, have built up um, for the organization that I, that I work for. Um, but uh, I remember that I chose Kenny Stills as like the, the during the bye week um, or like during the halfway point. I was like to me the most the most valuable rookie. Um, everybody, I, I guess, like. The contestant was Kenny Vaccaro. I went with Kenny Stills just by the, the fact that like Kenny Vaccaro as a as a first round pick was was living up to expectations, which I mean not everyone does. Good for him, but I remember that like Stills as a as a fifth round pick. Um, I remember that he he did that. No, I, you know I I just remember that in 2014. I mean a lot of this stuff has kind of has kind of come out um, has kind of come out since um, as far as some personality issues. Um, I never knew any firsthand one with. Uh, with Kenny Stills, uh, I didn't know exactly what he was always professional with me. He was always helpful with me. Every time I asked him for his time, he would give it to me. Um, especially that season when it was hard, you couldn't say the same about everybody in the locker room. Um, and he, uh, he always gave it to me. Um, I just, I do know that, I mean, I do know that it was pretty apparent that, um, that they were trying to, uh, you know, that they were trying to get people's attention and that they were trying to get people um, and that they were moving, that they were, that they were willing to, to move people to kind of get assets to bring, uh, to bring in new, new people. Um, but again, I, I never, I did not actually ever have anything but pleasant uh, interactions with, uh, with Kenny Stills and, um, and whether he had issues with Drew, that was, uh, you know, I, that was not something I was ever able to pierce. I um I so we're not we're not up to the level of we're, we're still poll po people like so I'm using like the regular Zoom and it's like pops up like for many meeting time upgrade to pro like ridiculous um I don't know how I mean never mind. I I do know how they stay in business now um so I'm trying to like pull up to like upgrade it to pro so we can get the email really quickly and find the most shots so um any anything that that maybe sticks out in your mind in regards to those teams and just regards to like Junior Gallat or any, <laughs> anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's so crazy that like, I think we just, and I don't necessarily need a detail. I think everyone who listens to this kind of knows what kind of the various things that Junior Gallat kind of found himself in the middle of once he left. But, um, 
But, man, I'll tell you, in 2013, um, when he was uh, – I think he led the team in sacks, and uh, he was – you know, he was he was really good. And, um, and he was so, like, accessible and so just always um, – it didn't matter. Like, you know, I remember he'd be, like, leaving, and I'd miss, like, the locker – his little like locker room gaggle. And I remember like I stopped him um, and, and would ask him to come back. He'd like come out, you know, one time I remember he was about to go into like the, that, uh, that like ice tub or whatever um, that they have or like that chamber that, um, that they have. And, uh, and he like came out and just talked to me for like 10 minutes for something. And, uh, and I remember like I, so we were going to give and every year, right. They give the, um, the media award, the, the, the good guy media award. Um, the media good guy award rather to, uh, to a player who's, you know, uh, particularly useful uh, to particularly useful as far as like helping you explain to your readership what happened in any given moment or in, in like the big moments in each game. And he was such a good quote in 2013 and, and very engaged and always kind of very, and, um, and yeah, I mean, it was, they were going to give it to Jabari Greer and I like single-handedly took it upon myself to, uh, the campaign successfully for uh for the for the media to give it to uh to to give it to um to junior to junior Gallette. yeah junior Gallette is the is the 2013 media good guy award winner <laughs> and then um and then obviously like the after the 2014 season um i mean there was like the arrest and then like a video um from the beach came out and uh and then i know that like he's he's tweeted some some things um <laughs> it was always good with me. I mean, like, I don't want to, like, he was, again, always, always helpful, um, always gave me his time, um, even during that 2014 season, um, but, and that's all, I mean, that's, that's all I can really say, but I know that, uh, I know that that's been, like, pointed out, like, how did he get it, and, uh, and I do, I do have, uh, to borrow a phrase from, uh, from Sean Payton that he uses about, uh, dirty hands, um, and I certainly, uh, Certainly have dirty hands on that one because uh, I don't think we ever gave it to Jabari, man. He was so great. They were, he was always like right on the cusp of getting it. I don't think it doesn't matter to anybody except the media, right? I mean, I don't I don't know if the players care all that much about it. Like yeah. Zach Streif, I know why. Um, and and Zach Streif, I mean, obviously he's the he's a yeah. play guy. Yeah, I mean, I call it the Zach Streif Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I guess he won it so often. But um, but man, like I I just but I I just never um I never. I don't know, I, I, but that that was that was on me. That one was on me. But, um, so but good. he he was a worthy winner, and he was a worthy winner. And I mean, Saints fans, Saints fans loved Junior Gallet before all that happened. I mean, I yeah. remember when he came. I remember when he came as you know just an undrafted guy, and uh, that was like the Saints Report forums days. And there was that like a little YouTube video, the Junior Gallet hype YouTube videos, all grainy. Yeah. And everybody was just hyping him up, like, oh man, this guy's gonna come in. He's gonna be a terror, you know. Yeah. And Saints fans basically good. like forced him on the roster because we would badger like Mike Triplett and Jeff Duncan <laughs> and all those guys were like, "Hey, how's Junior Gillette looking at camp? How's Junior Gillette looking at camp?" They're like, "He's okay." <laughs> yeah. No, he he and I remember, man, I, I remember for that season. It's so crazy. The twenty thirteen. It's just like how crazy, like how things like quickly, how quickly they change, right? Because I remember. It was like, uh, like the plans, like Victor Butler, Will Smith, they were going to be the pass rushers. <laughs> and uh, I, I, Butler never played like a snap. Um, I know Will Smith, oh, like, uh, Will Smith. Um, Victor you know, Butler. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then, and then, well, then Smith Victor played. Butler, Curtis, 
Victor Butler has a is the number eight rated PFF pass rusher. <laughs> Dude, and then and then like Smith like tore his ACL like in the third, and I, it was like an, and then Martez Wilson and Junior Gallant were were like the hopes, right? And I, I don't think Wilson Whoa. did he get hurt too? Like he hurt his elbow maybe. I don't um, even remember. And then um, I might be wrong about that, but then but I mean Gallette was the Gallette ended up kind of being the the last man standing. Uh, Um, and obviously, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just, and then I, I mean, I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess he got the, he got the, the contract and I, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know necessarily, you know, I guess he got the contract and then I think he, he had, you could kind of see football wise why it was going to happen, but then, um, but I guess some things off the field went. Yeah. I guess went wrong. It's hard to predict when they're going to happen and, and who it's going to happen to. But um, so, but yeah, I mean that was that was one of the more dramatic kind of like turns um, that that I've uh, that I've kind of that I've. I mean, I didn't cover the team for all that long, but that one by far is probably the more dramatic kind of like um, two sides of the coin. So something that so I know you you talked about it was it's been it's it was hard for you to kind of make the transition back to being a fan after covering the team. Yeah. But you, you are fully now 100% a fan. I have seen <laughs> the things that you have texted me after a Saints loss. So anyone who's listening to this podcast, like the the cool, calm manner, Ramon, you hear right now, <laughs> on Saints game day, it's a completely, absolutely different person. <laughs> he, he becomes the Incredible Hulk in regards to when he's <laughs> at a Saints game. Um, so just speaking from a, a fan standpoint, obviously, um, do you ever do you ever like miss those days of, of covering the team? Or are you are you just good of you know covering crime and, and news and being able to spend time with yeah. your wife and, and and your son and everything? Yeah, no, you know, no, I, I think sometimes like I you can't help but like you know you like leave a you like leave a game. Um, and I'm trying to think of one where like just a lot of stuff happens, you know. Um, any one of the uh, like I I will sometimes like I'll text. Um, when did I guess Nick cover the team through through eighteen? Or um, or you know I I mean they're my colleagues or you know consider them friends. I you know I I, I don't. Um, it's just that like when when they're working right I I. Nick was the one that I would feel comfortable bothering while he was working, um, uh, just because we, you know, I was friends with him after we covered the the team that one season. And so sometimes, like, there'll be like a game, and you know, I'll, 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 you know, it's like Trey Quan Smith, who uh, I think they're kind of catching some of the record-breaking touchdowns that uh, that Drew Brees um threw in the last couple of seasons, right? I'll be like, hey, put me down for the Trey Quan Smith, I'd say. So sometimes, like, you know, like, those, like, kind of, like, sidebars, the, um, the players scoring, like, his his first touchdown um, or, like, the, the guy signed off the street that, like, contributes something, right? Um, I used to, like, love doing those stories. And so, like, I'd always kind of joke. And, like, even if it's on the phone, I would text Nick and be like, hey, I'll write that one. Um, but, but no, man, I mean, I think sometimes, like, it just – when especially if it's like a night game and it's just my dad and I like leaving the stadium, you know, it's like I'm kind of glad. Especially like if they, 
if they played if they played badly or if it's just going to be like one of those where like people are, are mad about the outcome of the game and they're going to they just want like they just want to be mad at something right and so the first thing you write is going to like have I, I'm just kind of glad to be like you know what I can kind of like unplug from this and just go home go to sleep have a drink uh have a drink and go to sleep and, and kind of forget about this till the next week um I think I reached that so so you know for the most part I'd say I, I don't miss it I, I like being able to kind of just all right like turn the page and 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 not be all consumed about well is this player going to get cut or <laughs> is this person going to be put on you know you know is it just a is it just a is it are there is there ligament damage is there you know is it a fracture is there you know are they going to be put on IR are they going to come back are they going to work a kicker out are they you know things like that it's just I mean I remember it's like it's technically like your day off right I mean I, I cover the end of um you know when, when Garrett Harley got cut um and and I, I wrote I mean one of the stories I'm most proud of was the one I did um when he, after years he I was able to um it was kind of enough to give me an interview on uh just kind of like the, the end of his time here and kind of his rise his rise to like the Super Bowl his role in the Super Bowl victory to kind of his fall during that season in 2013 and, and kind of what happened and all the difficulties that were kind of happening in his personal life um, but I remember there was that terrible St. Louis game where they lost control of the division. Um, they, they, I mean, I don't know if you remember that it was just like December game and, and it was in St. Louis and uh, I guess the Rams and they lost. Um, and Charles um, Brown. Yeah, Charles Brown. And then Gary Hartley missed a kind of a, a chip shot at the end. And, um, and Brown got, I think he got benched in the middle of that game, right? They put Teron Armstead in, or yeah, uh, I think was it that game, or was Teron starting the next game against the Panthers? I want to say he he started Teron against started the Panthers. He started against the yeah. Panthers. That's right. Um, and it but was, he like, was he, yeah, but I thought he got. I think he got put in to the Rams game after uh, <laughs> after Robert Quinn was Robert just torturing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, and then. And then, but anyway, so it was like, are they going to make a move there? And then it's like, you know, like your day off on the flight back, you're like, I'm like, are they going to bring in a, are they going to bring in a kicker? Are they going to cut him? And then they finally cut him. And and I remember it was like at eight o'clock at night, the transaction wire like finally came out and they're hardly having cut. And that it's like, okay, well, like, well, now who's going to replace him? Um, And so, yeah, I mean, just kind of being able to to kind of learn that passively through my alerts, um, it it just kind of makes it for, for a calmer a calmer thing at that point but I mean I, I mean I, I think I reached the same I reached the same place y'all did uh after the um like the the 2018 I mean after the way that the, the no call ended and um, I mean I think I betrayed that a little bit I remember it was the worst tweet probably that I've ever done right I, the most of it was right but uh you know where I pointed out that like four of the rest were from Los Angeles or something like that but <laughs> I, I said it was a uh, fill the 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 guy he used to play for the Falcons and the Rams. I said that he was on the crew. Um, but oh, yeah. there, was a, there was another guy, uh, but who happened to be from Los Angeles that just he didn't play for the Rams and the Falcons. Um, but that was like my worst tweet that I've ever sent, and I like I still like have like nightmares about having. I wish I had not done it, but uh, I kind of betrayed like I think with the rest of the city how like disappointed I was that <laughs> that played out. Um, but but I, I mean I reached it to the point where it was like. I mean, basically, like, it ruined, like, that entire, like, yeah, I just reached a really dark place. I think a lot of people yeah. will yeah. tell you that I reached, like, a pretty, a pretty. I mean, it took me a while to to just finally kind of, like, shake the, the, the shock of the way that it all ended. Um, yeah. And, uh, 
And so this season, I think, was a little easier with the uh, the season, the way that it ended, too, like, even on that. It was just kind of, like, just annoys me that, like, they, they blow those calls, but um, – and I just refuse to think that, like, things can't be better and that – No. You know, with that, but – at the same time, like I still had, I mean, I think that game was early, and I was, I still had a pretty good day that day. I remember, like, I was able to, we went to go grab a bite, we went to, um, and we kind of, um, you know, it was, it, it just, it, and I was just right back at it. You know, I think it was on a Saturday or a Sunday. It, it's, it sounds like you reached that that point um, that but, that that Ryan or Ryan and I are are now at. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, and it, it fundamentally, I think, changed my, it fundamentally like changed my, uh, my relationship with, uh, with the sports in general to the point where, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. I think so. I, I think I'm gonna we're, we'll leave the pod on a funny note, and I was I've been debating if I want to tell if I want to tell this story or not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it because it's I, I feel like it's, it's needed. I, I feel like I need this this thought this moment as well so I forget which season it was but I know I was I was in New Orleans um and I had came over you know to your you know to your to your place I met your wife I met your son and I think you ordered pizza I want to say you ordered pizza it was Monday Monday night football yep. the Giants are playing the Lions that's how insane my memory is that I remember <laughs> the game that was on and so I'm just kind of setting the, you know, setting the scene and we're eating and boom, like it, okay, it hits me. I need to go, I need to go to the bathroom. Um, typically if I'm out in public, especially now, but if I'm out in public or I'm out at someone's home that I don't know, probably don't want to drop a deuce in the bathroom <laughs> for the first time, <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes, you know, as, as the saying goes, shit happens. So you know, I go to the bathroom, doing my thing, I finish, and, you know, sometimes, like, you know, you, you go to, especially, like, if you're at someone's house, you go to flush, and you're just like, please, God, just, just flush, like, I don't want any pain, <laughs> don't want any problems, don't want any issues, and I go to flush the toilet, it starts going down, <laughs> and it starts coming back, and it does it. It doesn't stop. <laughs> Literally, the whole entire bathroom starts to flood completely. Oh. So, so we're, there's only, I think, six people that know this story, including Ramon and Ryan both know this story. So now the 450 people that listen to the podcast will also know the story. I don't, I don't really care. Um, and so I am just like, oh, my God. Like, I have to tell Ramon that. I just fucking flooded his bathroom, and like in this nice home, and it was one of kind of not the top embarrassing, but a pretty embarrassing moment. But for you just to just be so cool as a cucumber, play it off, and <laughs> I was like, we're wanting some towels, man. <laughs> just give me, some, <laughs> just, just give me some towels. Um, and for you to. The next year, the next season, you you offer you don't offer me to you know you offer let me stay with you in, in, in the guest room for three or four days when I was in New Orleans visiting for I think I think that was the Tampa Bay game if memory serves correctly. Um, that like so I, I said that 
that story in my embarrassment aside to say, um, I think that's getting back to my point I made earlier. Like, it, I think there's just a different connection, you know, in regards to Saints Twitter. It's just, it's the, the bonds that, you know, we've been able to make, you know, through a, a stupid social media app is, is kind of unparalleled. Um, you, you become, you know, both you and Ryan, but you know, you become such a close friend and of, of mine. Um, the fact that you would open your, your home to me after I literally took a shit in your bathroom and flooded it like a year, <laughs> a year before. Um, Better than me. <laughs> it's funny, man. My, my wife, uh, not to interrupt you, but my, my wife tonight, I was like, hey, uh, hey, uh, you know, my buddy Adam, uh, invited me on the on on this podcast tonight um so i gotta do that at like eight and she's like adam that's the guy who flooded our, who flooded our <laughs> and I'm like, that's, not, that's not all he's known for but uh, but <laughs> hey ramon real quick i just gotta i gotta clown ramon right quick because uh one of my favorite articles you did had nothing to do with the saints yeah. it was when you had to cover that uh re-up reading the bounce artist. Oh, man. Game over reading. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I don't even know her music, but my wife listens to her and follows her on IG and all that stuff. And, uh, man, they were t- I was on Facebook and they had the article posted. Man, they were tearing you up, man. They was tearing Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, why, never... why does he care about that? Why are you worried about re up reading? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, sometimes it's the ones that you don't really expect to be the. But yeah, that one that one's up there with like some of the more intense kind of kind of black backlash I've gotten on something. I mean, everything in that story was one hundred percent, one hundred percent true. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know it was. Was that the then, was that the store with all the racist stuff, or am I thinking of a different story? No. Uh, you got what? What do you mean about all the racist stuff? No, I think it's a different one. This was like a involved in my child desertion allegations, but I mean, it, it wasn't really. I mean, it. Not that I, I mean, it, it wasn't really, I mean, it was, there was some gray area, because, I mean, it was like a, I mean, she basically got accused of child desertion after allegedly trying to, I guess, send her kid to school in, like, a like a Lyft or an Uber, if I'm remembering correctly, um, and then she got arrested for, for child desertion, and I think, um, yeah. I mean, we took some heat over, like, whether that was really newsworthy, but, um, but, I mean, I mean, it was, you saw the amount of people that clicked on it and read it. And yeah. I know that that's not the only like measure for success by any means, but, but I mean, I just people, thought it was funny. Yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, thank you. <laughs> no, I, but yeah, but no, I got that one. That one, I mean, I remember clearly how, you know, sometimes, I mean, and, and look, people, that's the thing about the city, right? Like, I, I feel like a lot of her fans and her friends kind of um, circle the wagons uh, around her at a difficult time. I understand that. Um, you know, I hope that uh, if I were in a similar position, my friends would also have my back. Uh, um, and, and again, to make it 100% clear, she was just accused uh, of, and nothing, as far as I know, at that stage at least, it was just accusations. So, <laughs> so we're gonna get, we're gonna get out of here, Ramon. Thank you so much yep. for for coming on. Um, if you don't follow Ramon on Twitter, um, so you can follow him on Twitter. He's not gonna be posting same things but if you want the latest information in regards to new orleans and you know politics crime i'm writing about the saints usually something awful is happening yeah, yeah like something with the catholic church um yeah. you can follow 
Ramon on Twitter at R Vargas um, Advocate. Um, we we still have a lot of things coming, trying to get in the pipeline in regards to a couple episodes. So this upcoming Thursday, so two days um, from now, we are going to have Greg on again and talk to Ryan earlier. And it sounds like the the questions that are have been coming have been lackluster. They, would you say they've been like the Brian Dixon of football questions, Ryan? I'd say uh, I'd say a little crawlyish. Okay, okay. Crawly. <laughs> you know, not not Dixon, but it, Crawley. You know, had a few winners. You know, we're, we're we're trying to look for the Demario Davises of, of football questions to to talk with. Because yes. if we don't if we don't get them, we'll just make we'll just ask Greg whatever comes to our mind. Like exactly, don't give us our free reign to have access to Greg because we'll take advantage of it. Um, so get the questions in. Um. At, sorry, hashtag Saints Twitter pod so you can do it on Twitter. If not, you can send the question in through the Gmail account, Saints Talk Pod at gmail.com. Um, so that's coming up on Thursday. And then again, I know it's a long episode. Most people probably aren't listening to this entire episode. They're probably not even listening to the end to the story. But if you're still listening, um, we're still trying to do the movement to get Sean Payton on. I know it's like a one percent chance that it happens, but I've saw a couple of my followers, a lot of you know people that follow me, um, shoot Sean Payton a message on Twitter. Uh, so continue that that movement. Shoot, shoot him, Adam. He, he's Twitter happy lately. Tell him that you you know that you want him to come on the same Twitter podcast. He's the white well. We're still trying to make that happen. Yes. <laughs> As as Ryan so eloquently put. So with that, we're out. We'll be back on Thursday uh, with Greg. Uh, and stay safe. Wear your mask. Be safe out there. Peace. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.